Welcome to the Equinity Podcast, where horse owners just like you share their incredible Equinity stories and how Equinity is changing their horses' lives. Whether you're searching for something to give your performance horse better focus, faster recovery, and more stamina, or in the extreme case where all hope seems lost, give your horse what it needs to help heal at a cellular level, you'll find it here. So jump in on today's episode to hear how Equinity is helping horses worldwide. Now, welcome your host, John Dowdy. Hello and welcome to this week's Equinity Podcast. We are going to swing way out west. That's out west for me. Since I'm in Florida, we're going to go out to Oahu, Hawaii. And we've got Terry Murray on the Equinity Podcast this week. Terry, welcome to the call. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm very eager to share my testimony about this wonderful product. Well, that's great. We're glad to have you. And uh, let's start off um, talking about... Your horse, um, just from our pre-call, you had brought this horse in from the mainland. Um, and for those of you on the mainland, that's us on the, the big big island of the United States. You're out there on the on the island by itself. So you brought this horse in from uh, where in the States? This horse came from the Cascade Range gotcha. of Washington. Okay. So this was about in 2006-ish time frame? Yes. Okay. Um, this was, she actually came to us in um, the January of 2006. Yes. Gotcha. So when, before you brought it over, she was vet checked and there was, um, the, the vet that checked her out said she had a, a bit of stifle issues, but when you um, got, got her there on the island, uh, what did your local vet, what was his take on what was going on? Um, with the stifle issue that she had, it wasn't, very prevalent and he basically said with conditioning and exercise that that would help um, reduce any type of stifle um, inadequacies where she's unable to move it would help that mm-hmm. so you kind of just started off doing some conditioning and trying to get her in shape and things like that yeah so what we did was um, a friend of ours had a cattle ranch um and we so we went and boarded her there for a couple of months and just had fun with her moving cows um she was stalled she had some pasture time we'd work with her um, on a daily basis slowly bringing her up to a good healthy condition Sure. And then um, you you got the itch like uh, most horse people do. And uh, you, so you started doing some training. So uh, what were you training her to do at this point? Okay. So I, I met um, somebody here um, that was uh, alongside the vet. She was an assistant and she kept um, encouraging me to show Winnie. Um, she had a lot of eye appeal. And was a looker. And so um, shortly after, maybe about, I want to say, oh, about two years later, I met a gal that was willing to coach me and teach me how to ride um, and get ready for the Western Pleasure Show that was short-lived here in Hawaii. But um, we showed them both the equine class and the Western Pleasure and at times the trail course. Mm-hmm. And uh, being a novice rider getting into that, um, I hear you did 
very well one year. One year we did take the um, novice championship, and so that was really exciting. Um, it was exciting to meet other people in the Western Pleasure um, classes and, and just meeting other horse owners and and just sharing the camaraderie and, and the passion that we have for horses. Sure. Um, it was a new experience for me. So Great. Um, we went from just trail riding to the show ring, and um, it was a great experience. Yes, and in addition to that, you also uh, participated in some of these uh, parades out there. And for those who have not been to Hawaii in, um, in these parades, tell us a little bit about what those were like. Okay, so the parades, um, when you have an equestrian division, which has been going strong here in Hawaii, uh, they are consisted of pa'u riders that represent each island um, in the Hawaiian island chain um, with a, a, a banner, a princess of the island, and then you have anywheres from um, four to five uh, escorted horses behind you, including the attendants. And with that, you dress and adorn yourself in the pa'u fashion. Um, you're wearing 12 yards of fabric around you, which is tied around you and encased with kukui nuts to give the draping effect. And then you have a kipola, which is the top that you adorn over you, your colors represent the island colors and also the forge and the flowers. So your horses are adorned in horse lays. Your riders have horse lays and, and flowers in their hair. Your men have um, are dressed in Western with Western hats and lays around their hats. And it's pretty spectacular. Wow. So one, of the, one of the parades is the, in June is the King Kamehameha Day Celebration. Um, which is almost a five-mile ride. And then in September is the Aloha Festivals Parade, which is a 2.5-mile parade route. Yes. Now, for those who are tuning in for the first time, uh, on our website at teamequinity.com, posted just below this podcast, uh, it will all be transcribed, and then uh, we'll have some pictures, um, because the way that you've explained that, they... That must uh, just look really, really nice with all the flowers and the horse lays and everything. So the most important thing I want to say about parades is these horses need to be in condition. It's very hot and humid here in Hawaii. Um, the sun comes up very early. These parades are in the beginning of the worst heated uh, months of the year and ends in the most hot months of the year, which is September and so um, you have a lot of horse owners that rent their horses out, or you have few of us that own horses that actually participate in the parade. Yeah. So, well, that, that'll be nice to see, uh, see these pictures. So as you're, and you did this for about eight years, um, doing these parades and things. Yeah. yeah. And so Winnie yeah. was yeah. getting to the point where starting to develop a, a bit of arthritis, as you explained to me. So you're thinking, well, may have to look at retiring her. Right. Yep. Right. So Winnie, we did retire her. Um, she was age 24 when she rode her last parade. 
Yes. And so you boarded her at another facility and you, you, um, got another horse. Correct. Yes. Got another horse. Yep. So with Winnie being over at the other place, uh, to live out her horse life, um, things didn't go so well. And there was a, a little bit of trouble where she wouldn't get up. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, um, on the beautiful north shore of Oahu, we have a beautiful ranch that you can uh, turn your horse out into just a small pasture um, that is uh, large enough for two horses to graze continuously. Um, I thought it would be a great way for her to retire out um, from being stalled for that many, that many years with me, and she had given me so much of her heart and and doing what I love to do that I thought it would be a great idea to pasture her. So we set port, trailered her, loaded her up, took off to this beautiful pasture, walked her out to introduce her to her new pasture mate, which was a gilding. And we could see he was getting um, aggressive. So when he continued to graze, we were there. She kept her eye on us, and I could see that. And we weren't going anywhere until we knew that this was going to work with this new horse um, living with her. Uh, I want to say about 20 minutes into the introduction period, um, he charged her, Mm. and she took off. And at that time, we knew. Um, we had to separate them. They're, they weren't going to be able to cohabitate. So a hot wire fence went up, and they were separated. Um, we finished putting her up, getting her, you know, done for the day, and came back to see her the following Saturday, and she was a different horse. Um, pretty much the life had left her eyes. We could see... She wasn't as happy as we expected her to be. She wasn't moving. She really didn't care to graze very much. Um, So we began supplementing her with feed and and dropping feed twice a day. And the second week after that, we came and she was still, she was in the same spot that we left her. Walked her around, tried to get her to walk around, just spend time with her there. She was walking very slowly as if she didn't want to move. Mm. The third week, we realized it was time to move her out, and the ranch manager agreed. Um, They felt that she just wasn't doing well with this other horse, and putting her in another pasture with an older mare um, would remedy things. Uh, Moved her to an older older moved her to another pasture with the older mare and she was fine with her. They, they were fine with each other. Um, no hot wire fence. They grazed together. And then a week later, Winnie was down and um, down more than she should have been. So um, I got the phone call that she wasn't getting up. And that's when we went out and we decided to bring her home. Yeah, and so you didn't really know what was going on specifically. Um, 
and you had the, you had their vet come out to to see if they could find anything going on. Correct. So, um, with the ranch manager and I, and her being a good friend of mine, um, we both decided that yeah, it was time for her to come back to the stall so that I could keep more of a eye on her mm-hmm. and see what's going on. Um, being that she was further away from me I was only able to see her once a week so brought her back and made the appointment with the vet he came maybe about four days later and took x-rays and it wasn't until he went to try to lift her front left that we noticed she lifted it um, exaggerately lifted it over her head that's how high her leg went up, and that's when he detected, okay, it's this leg right here. Took more x-rays, and then he confirmed it was a blown testamoidin um, ligament. Mm. So, and that was caused from probably when she was charged by the other horse and took off real quickly. It, it We have a good assumption that it could have happened then because my immediate response was, how could this happen? How did she get like this? What caused this? And he said, one of the um, most often ways a horse blows their tendon like this is when they just take off quickly or their footing is off that Mm -hmm. they land on. Um, Just sudden movement can even create that because he knew I wasn't riding her a lot. This was on her own. Right. So, um, yeah. So yeah. he immediately prescribed aspirin and stall rest. And yes. So and this he, this was in uh, August of 2018 timeframe. This was um, more like September. Okay. Because we had turned her out in August, and so by September by September we we brought her back home. Yeah. Okay. So then well, with, back to the barn where we. Right. Mm-hmm. So with this injury, so the vet's telling you about a six-month stall rest, really, for this injury to heal. Yeah, he said give it at least six months um, to see if it'll just mend on its own. Yeah, wow. So, and also, I think it's important um, at this stage, uh, you still did not know that equinity existed. So this was... uh, an injury, you're following the vet's recommendation, stall rest. Now, uh, of course, with that injury being on the left front, uh, what happened to the hooves because it, she was now favoring the other one? Correct. Um, it, it just doubled the issue that was happening with her ruptured tendon. Um, so that was on her front left. Um, so she would not um, bear weight on that leg. All her weight was um, placed on her front right. And then we seen what was developing from that is her hoof could not, she couldn't grow a heel. Her hoof basically grew out flat like a pancake. Mm. Um, so she was rocking back on her heels and very reluctant to lift her hoof for us to even clean or pick her hooves. So therefore, because of that flat foot and being in the stall and the moisture, 
she developed an abscess that went straight up above the hairline of her hoof. Wow. So I would uh, uh, probably be safe to guess her overall mood and demeanor. She's probably feeling pretty depressed because she can't get out and in pain. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You, it was very um, visible. You know, Winnie was the type of horse. As soon as she heard your car, she would make her. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd be at the corner of her stall waiting for you, hanging her head over the stall post. Um, when they would pull up, Winnie would be laying down. Wow. So she she was not getting any better and de- being depressed, just laying around a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Just keeping off her legs because she was in so much pain. Sure. Yep. So now we skip forward through 2018. We get into 2019. It's uh, around the February time frame. Yeah. And this is when you came across and, the Equinity product? Right. So we, we were looking at it in January. Um, we ordered it late January because we could see now, you know, we're between the time where she was diagnosed up until when we started thinking about Equinity, she still hadn't walked out of her stall. Um, we would force her out, of course, because we had to bathe her and wash her and get her out of her stall just so we could um, clean it properly and, and um, just hopefully get her to move whether she wanted to or not. Um, for various reasons and so that was a force situation so what we would do what we did was we ordered the equinity in january we got it within a week and we started two scoops every day yeah now let me ask you this question uh so prior to the equinity so you're now getting in close to a six month mark or you know around the five or six month mark and you know you're Winnie's obviously very depressed. She's not getting up. You're kind of forcing her to come out. Were you, did it, had it crossed your mind? Were you starting to maybe thinking about the inevitable? Were you, was there any hope in there at, at all? What what was your feeling like at that point? Uh, yeah, there were, when I would see her down so much, even before we left the pasture, I thought at that point she was going to have to get put down. Mm-hmm. Because I was afraid she wasn't going to get up for us to load her. Because um, we had been trying and trying and trying. And it took her took a lot of coursing to get this horse up on her feet. Yeah. Um, so that was the first thought that crossed my mind that I have to get her out of her misery. You know, I can't stand to see her like this. And, and I refuse to take pictures of her like that. So a lot of people want to see testimonial pictures of her in her worst i couldn't take pictures of her like that sure because that's not how i wanted to remember her Mm -hmm. um yeah no that makes sense and so then you came across the equinity with a lot of the advertising that we do um what was your thoughts then you know why not we've what do we have to lose or what what was your thoughts there when you came across our product or did you just see the other testimonials and think well there's possibility this could help yeah um i had hopes high hopes 
Um, I kept reading it, looking at it, watching the testimonials. Um, we had tried other supplements while we were showing because just to keep her in better shape. And I never saw any improvement off of the other supplement that we tried. And it's a very well-known brand name that is in the horse community. You see it often. but And I don't want to uh, mention it, but I'm just saying you you – you're not so quick sometimes to just start investing, you know, your money right. into powder products. Um, you're just not sure because by the time a horse is her age, I understand most of her cellular reproduction is shot. You know, she's older. She it just happens with age. But I have to say that this horse, is, she had given me a good part of her life that I changed my life forever. Yeah. No, for sure. You guys had definitely uh, and, been, been, been through a lot. And I didn't want to give up on her. Mm -hmm. And so I said, why not? So my, my husband was the one and he, he picked up the supplement first. He said, we're going for it. Let's try it. So we did. And, that's when I want to say everybody was everybody was in awe. <laughs> and what's going on with Winnie? And this was like within a month, um, she would walk out. We would just open her stall gate um, because I really hated trying to lead her out because her head would go up and down really hard as to telling us not to do that. Right. Because she's not ready to move. And so when we would just go up there, we'd open her gate, walk away. Okay, when she's ready, she'll walk out. And I have to say, towards the end of February, this was happening. Yeah. And she'd take five steps and then more and more. Uh -huh. So <clears throat> right up to using the product, um, how was the swelling in her leg from this uh, tendon that was torn Okay, so um, very um, noticeable. The the bulb above the heel that um, reaches up into the short cannon that was fat. It was noticeably big. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to say after the equinity and towards the end of February. We started to see, oh, look at her leg. That was the first thing we were watching to see if the leg was going to start looking more normal again and narrow and thinning out and not so inflamed. And it began to happen. And when that began to happen, that's when she started stepping out right. more and more on yeah. her own. Yeah, so from the time of the injury, um, from the stall rest, which was in September all the way to February, so we're looking at close to six months there, the swelling was still there. You started the equinity, oh, yes. and within a month, mm -hmm. the swelling had drastically gone down, and she's now walking out of the stall on her own. That's correct, yes. Wow. So now we might have some people listening in and think, well, of course the vet said six months, so that was at the six-month time frame. So I guess you, that could be an argument of, well, the six months were up, so she, of course she's feeling better, but... In every case that we've seen, and I think this is important uh, for those tuning in for the first time, if you're dealing with an injured horse, we just hear this over and over and over and over again, that with an injured horse, 
and you add the aquinity, the healing time is drastically faster. Uh, a lot of times half, um, but it's definitely ahead of schedule. So in this case, it was a six month kind of a stall rest at a minimum. So we're already at the six months when you started the equinity, but within a month, the swelling had gone down and now she's walking out of her stall. Right. Yeah. And what are the things did and you notice? So I noticed her, her, um, life came back into her eyes. She was, um, her coat was super shiny. Her appetite increased. She started to gain back her weight, um, just a lot more alert. She would go further and further from her stall till she was at the end of, other end of the barn grazing on her own, um, walking around. Um, it was significant. And, and I, I hear you saying, you know, it was at the six-month mark, which the vet, but up until that six-month mark, she was still lying down a lot. And okay. still inflamed. Yes. Yeah. So, so had so we were waiting to see if this we were trying we were giving it a shot. Okay, he said six months, we'll try. But it 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 there wasn't significant improvement other than she was able to stand up more, but now we had the abscess in the hoof. Right. And on the good leg. So multiple things were happening which we had to do something fast and needed to see much quicker improvement in all areas of now that Winnie was experiencing. Yeah. So, so in That's February, bad. you started giving the product. So now you're dealing with the, um, the abscess and the, the hoof that was all out of whack because she was favoring the, yeah. so what happened next over the next, uh, say a couple months? What did you notice? So increase in energy. Um, her hoof started to grow out. There was no, the abscess went away. However, the abscess, of course, leaves damage, you know, in the tissues and in the hoof area. Um, it actually blew out, like I said, the top part of her hairline mm. on her leg or her above the hoof wall um, is where it blew out. So now it was a matter of keeping this hoof clean, getting it grown out so we could start trimming it. And the fact that the shoer couldn't do anything because Winnie wouldn't bear weight on the damaged leg. Right. So we couldn't lift that foot. We couldn't trim it. We couldn't do anything. He managed to do it while she was lying down. And this was in February when, after we already started her on the product. So, um, with that said, hooves started to grow out, continued trimming, um, more increased energy, her weight still coming back, her coat nice, um, she's a lot more alert, her mind is there, um, she wants turnout time, so um, we did turn her out, she was starting to run across the arena by March. That's incredible. Loping and running across the arena. <laughs> yeah. And and this was still with no shoes on. Yeah. She she still had her her hoof still needed to get grow you know growth on it and so forth, but she was ready to go. 
and we could tell. And we just waited for her to tell us. Right. Um, we weren't forcing anything. Right. Yeah, so by so, by um, May, you were able to put shoes on. Yes. And then what miraculous thing happened in June? In June, we saddled up, mounted up, and we went up the trail. Yeah. Wow. That's And uh, I got an awesome trail ride in. And I rode her up the trail through the summer, actually. Yeah. And so, you know, it was getting too hot and unbearable. But it was nice evening rides, and she loved it. She was looking forward to it. <laughs> so she's happy, and the spark is back in her eye. Yeah, and we can now enjoy rides together. Leisure rides. Yeah, that's fantastic. She still has turnout time. Her, her hooves are great. She's getting shod regularly, um, no abscess, no swelling. Yeah, the, she has a good appetite. I didn't ask you this uh, before. Have Have you done any um, uh, ultrasounds or anything uh, in regards to that tendon, or is it just she just sound? I would say um, she's not hundred percent from the injury. You could still see where. Um, this injury was so bad that her, the growth of her hooves are not, they're not equal. They're not super balanced. Um, her left foot that actually had, was injured, grew out much more nicer than Mm -hmm. the one that she had bared weight on all this time. And no, I haven't had any more x-rays, um, at this time. Yeah, I don't feel the need for it. And yep. yeah, no, it can get expensive too. I mean, and like you said, if you're reading your horse, then um, that's great. Now, let me ask you this question: uh, We get a, a lot of people that uh, wonder how palatable this product is. So, uh, what what have you found? Or you use a little bit different uh, way to make sure she gets it. But we usually don't have palatability issues. But what do you find with Winnie? Well. I I wanted to make sure because here's a couple things. When she does get cubes and she gets hay and she gets senior feed. So I didn't want it to get lost in that. Because of her age and her bite, there are crumbs left when she eats. So unlike my younger horse, he licks the bowl clean. I can tell if everything's been ingested with her I cannot. So I wanted to be sure. It smells great, um, but what I do is I use, I just put some in the applesauce that I buy at Sam's Club. It's a case of about 18 little cups, and I just open up a cup, and I mix it in there, put it in the syringe, and I administer it to her every night. Yeah. Um, now she's down to one scoop, and I, I have to say, I kept her at two scoops for the first 50 or 60 days, and then down to one. Yeah. So um, I think just administering that boost, that extra scoop, and they're getting that boost um, initially, 
uh, I think it's very beneficial. Yeah, you know what? We get a lot of feedback, and there there is some science behind that. Um, so the amino acids in equinity are specifically formulated to stimulate the pituitary gland, which releases the necessary hormones that help heal at a cellular level. So this is why it does so many things for different horses with no matter what's going on with them. But the hormones that are released have a 23 and a half hour life cycle. So if you give the product in the morning, then it spikes the hormones. And then over the next 23 and a half hours, it's just decreasing until you give it the next time. And then it spikes again. So by giving one scoop in the morning and one scoop in the evening, you're spiking it twice. So it never has a chance to really get down to the those low levels because you're always kind of keeping it at a high level so we have a lot of uh, people in the performance horse industry that are doing a lot of hauling and showing they absolutely swear by two scoops a day um, and also for an injured horse or one that's coming out of a surgery or in this case here with Winnie two scoops a day um, is very beneficial um, now with all that being said there is no loading dose it's just here's where we recommend uh, the two scoops over the one uh, but one scoop definitely will keep the maintenance going for sure. So, well, yeah. I tell you what, uh, it has been a pleasure having you on the call. And um, is there anything else that you'd like to add that we haven't touched upon? Or maybe if there's somebody listening in for the first time that might be sitting on the fence as to whether to try this or not, it might have any encouraging things to say to them. Well, I just want to say I know there's a lot of horse owners out there. Um, I actually thought, everybody thought Winnie was foundering. That's how badly um, her mobility was. And it wasn't the case at all. But I would say that you don't have anything to lose because it's a great product no matter what. Your horse is ingesting something that's good for them. Um, it, I have to say, we, if your horse is on butte, or you're just getting by with Butte just to ride them and get them out for the day, I would stop investing in that and put your investment in the Equinity product for the more of the, the long duration um, of keeping and owning your horse and keeping them up to um, healthy standards and the potential to stay that way longer, to enjoy them even longer. Um, you will find a significant difference in your horse. Yeah, I can... I'm very happy, and I have to say this too: we, my husband and I, both feel very blessed that we took the step of faith and tried this product um, because it it has been a miracle. And there are people around the barn that say the same thing, and um, those that have already purchased the product and had their horses on it already. So. Thank you so much, and <laughs> well, thank you for the opportunity to share my story. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you being on the call, and thank you so much. Terry Murray out of Oahu, out on the island there, thank you so much for being on the Equinity Podcast. Thank you, John. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. That's all for this episode of the Equinity Podcast. For more information on purchasing Equinity, be sure to visit our website at teamequinity.com, where you'll also find product information as well as more testimonials on how others have seen amazing results by implementing Equinity into their horse's supplement regime. We'll have more stories on how Equinity is helping horses worldwide right here on a future episode of the Equinity Podcast.